two pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins, fires. A perfect game! Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia. Line drive, right center field, base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Waiting for it. Muncy, he booted it. One runner's in. Here comes oh, the throw. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bells Measures podcast. This is episode 38. I'm your co-host Kylie, and I'm Jen. And let's start off with some of the, with the most recent news, I guess. Uh, Trey Turner had his second son, Tatum. Trey Turner. That's a lot of T's. Triple T. Yeah. Uh, now, in and of itself. It's a good name. And it's an adorable he's he's an adorable baby and I'm very happy for them. But Tatum actually the only other Tatum I am aware of as a first name, Chloe Kardashian named her son Tatum. Oh god. So, yeah, I I don't know. I guess it could be it could be worse and Obviously, we're very happy for them. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> it just reminded me of Jason Tatum, and that just... Yeah, same. That... Like, mm. <laughs> I saw all of Philly's Twitter like, oh, come on. Which, <laughs> you know what? We'll give them, cut them some slack. They're new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not that big a deal. Uh, but it is It is funny. Uh, hopefully, they said he's going to be back sometime this weekend. I thought he would be back tomorrow. Uh, they activated him off the paternity list. So I he could be he's definitely gonna play sometime this weekend. Hopefully tomorrow and hopefully it does not mess with his uh oh, I how yeah, hot he's been. I know. I, clearly they have no control over when their baby is born. No, of course not. But it's just I was thinking that when the they timing. announced when they announced it, like, man, he was on such a tear. He really was. Uh, but I mean, if he starts to slump, we'll probably just give another standing ovation and it'll work again. So <laughs> there we go. Yeah. 
problem solved. Uh, but so last week we were heading to Milwaukee <clears throat> for a series and then San Diego. Now we lost the series against Milwaukee and it was brutal. It was. That Alec Bohm error was just not my favorite thing to happen during that game. Yeah. Um, it sucks because all of Philly's Twitter was just harping on him. And, I mean, obviously you got to make that play. There's no doubt about that, but. People are like, saying he sucks. And Yeah, I was just going to say, again, as a Hoskins girly, there's just – there are some people who will find any excuse, any little thing to just then attack. Yeah, yeah, they would. And, I mean, I – for people that follow me on Twitter, I always post a funny, stupid little thing. <clears throat> Anytime Boom does something good, just making fun of the people that hate him uh, because he is good. And I do that for Reese too, but obviously Reese is out for this season. Yeah. Uh, but everybody, all of his haters came out of the woodwork. Just out of nowhere were saying, I told you he sucked and like, how long have you been waiting to say that? Like, you've been waiting a long time. Months. Probably. To be able to say that. Which says something. Yeah. It's not like saying Rodolfo Castro, who has been not good for us. It's one thing to say that, but Bohm has literally been good. I was pretty reliable all season. So, while I am upset about that loss... I'm not going to hate on Bone for it, like a lot of people are doing. Absolutely. And thankfully, he it didn't seem to affect him on either side of the ball. No, it didn't. <clears throat> and he hit a pretty important home run, if I remember correctly. Yeah, when he and JT went back to back. Yep. So, you know, I'll take it. <clears throat> and, you know, we played a, uh, San Diego this weekend, won that series. But we got to talk about Lorenzen. We do. I honestly, starting pitching in general is still a major concern for, yeah. for us fans. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's really the only concern right now. Especially early in the game, just pretty much every starting pitcher gives up at least one home run in the first yeah. in the first three to four innings. Usually multiple or a home run that has more that isn't a solo home run. So obviously more impactful. Exactly. And I saw uh, with, with two outs. <laughs> Always. It's always with two outs. And I saw, <clears throat> I tweeted out something saying, like, I'm concerned about the pitching. And some people were saying uh, 
that the pitching is a reason that we're in this point of the, in the season. Like we're competing for the number one wild card spot because the Braves are just ridiculous, and there's no chasing that. Yeah, we're not. Title. We're not winning the NL <clears throat> But saying I'm concerned about the pitching right now, and that I am upset with the pitchers right now, does not mean that. I don't know that they have are the reason that we're this far. That's exactly right. Both can be true. Literally. And again, short-term memory of baseball. This time last year, you know, we were – it was every single game was a lot more stressful because we were fighting for the last wild card spot. Yeah. And – our pitching and especially our bullpen is what got us through that and through the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that just wasn't the case earlier in the season. So like we always, always talk about baseball as a game of peaks and valleys. Look at how hot Bryce Harper was, especially in October. And then he went like 0 for 20. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of that 0 for 20, <laughs> my, I was watching the game. And I forget which game it was. It was, I think it was yesterday's game on Wednesday. And there was a fan that said, Harper, you suck or you suck, Harper. One of the two, whatever it was. And two pitches later, <clears throat> he smacks a deep double to center field that was very close to being a home run. Oh, and classic. And I believe it was with two outs, and it was a two-run double, two RBIs. Just another Padres fail. Yeah, <laughs> fail. But to put it in one way, yeah, fail. And speaking of that, the Phillies after we after they won yesterday, they posted that's what's in. Oh yeah, and. I will always have that. We all, we will. We always will. Just like we'll always have that. Philadelphia, it's not as hard beating Philadelphia as Philadelphians say it is. Mm -hmm. And then again, there was that one, the Cardinals. He hit that John out of there. <laughs> and then they proceeded to lose the next four games and score only two runs in that span. Yeah, good job hitting that John out of there. Yeah, time. you really hit that John. Yeah, and lost that game and the next three. Correct. So, mm -hmm. which, by the way, I totally forgot, and this is my ADHD going right now. But we do have an announcement at the end. So. We do. Stay tuned. <clears throat> yes. But anyway, so if you're scoreboard watching, because no Phillies tonight, I know football's on. So if you're watching, shout out you guys. But if you're scoreboard watching for the Phillies, the Diamondbacks are up 3-0 on the Cubs, which is huge. Because we do not want to play Chicago in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And I feel like last year what the Phillies did kind of scares people for other low-level, for other teams that are not going to win the division. I feel like it scares some people. Yeah. 
Because we prove as soon as just get to the postseason, anything can happen. And the Padres proved that too. They did. So it, you just got to get hot at the right moment and magic happens. That's why it's hard. It's hard to even get back to the World Series a year later. So it's all, it's all just magic because it's baseball. And, the Dodgers are now up seven nothing on the Marlins. So okay. another another one for us to not really watch, but also kind of watch. Just kind of check the score once in a while. Yeah, but the the Cubs one is the most important. And if you're Magic number watching like I am, we're at seventeen. <laughs> and if the Cubs lose tonight, I believe we're at sixteen. I believe, if I understand the number stuff correctly. I could be wrong on that one. <clears throat> but regardless, 17 right now. And so I I don't know how to properly grade the last six games. I'm with you on that. They were all over the place. Yeah, uh, the only one there there were two games where I was mad at the offense when we got shut out by San Diego, mm-hmm. lost eight one eight nothing, and we lost four two to Milwaukee. Or we no we won four two, yeah. but we should have. I'm not upset about that because we we have been scoring runs so. Eh. That's fine. I'll, I'll take a four-run game. But then er, that first game versus San Diego, where it was a eight-to-one lead. Oh God! And then I forgot about that part. Nine to seven. Yeah, I was actually in one of my fantasy football drafts during that game. <laughs> Shout out to the Phillies fans league that I'm in, where I'm the only woman, and I won last year. Um, yeah. Girls who know ball. Um, so anyway, we were drafting and I put in the chat like nine runs is not enough with this bullpen. And I was right. I just let me go back to that uh, game because I do not remember all the details of it. But I it was uh, it was Soto gave up a couple. Uh like it's just it's ridiculous. That shouldn't happen. Exactly. It's just, like, they're still losing very winnable games. Not only are they losing winnable games, but they're losing in stupid fashion. That too. Like it's it's not like at, at least when we lost to eight nothing to the Padres, at least it was because our hitting just mm-hmm. didn't get it together. Right. But our pitching blowing leads and stupid stuff happened with the defense at the worst time possible. <clears throat> and by the way, that 9-7 game that we barely won, shout out that umpire. <laughs> yeah. 
who got drilled in the chest almost throat area mm-hmm. and saved two runs because that was flying by either Sosa or Bomb. I forget who was on third, but drilled him and saved two runs. Yeah. Maybe umpires aren't all that bad. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but briefly, you mentioned Sosa, and I want to say that he, his power is really looking great. I mean, they, they've been pointing out how he's been doing no stride. A lot of the guys have been doing that. It seems like a signature kind of Kevin Long. I was just going to say, yeah, Kevin and, Long hates that. Yeah, but... They kind of a lot of them do that, and I feel like they they like to do it, and they hit well when they do it, or they kind of switch back and forth. But so it seems to be working for him. So yeah, it it definitely does, and that just reminded me. Speaking of trying to get stuff to work for somebody, Harper shaved (laughs) during the slump. (laughs) Now, at least he got a hit. Right? Did he even get a hit that game? I think he got one hit. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, his response to the media after the game was kind of funny. Because he was just, he's so mad at himself. Oh, yeah. For how he's been playing. And, well, you probably should... <laughs> I just I I loved the way Bryce Harper handled himself there because it was it showed that he cared. It shows that he cares, and we all having Harper in a slump is not going to last forever. He's going to figure it out. It's not going to be a problem. He is the last person I'd worry about that's in a slump. Yep. So, but he was he was asked why he shaved, and he was like, "Come on, you guys know." Like he didn't even refuse to mention the fact that he was in the slump, and just just the way the interview went on both the radio and the broadcast interviews, it just really showed he cared. Not that there was ever any doubt, but. It's easy to care when everything's good. Right. I mean, we've talked about how baseball is the most superstitious game. And whether or not certain players, like, actually believe it, like, who cares? Let them do what they want to do. If it wasn't the beard, he probably would have shaved his head or, like, you know. um, Please don't do that again. I know. You notice he'll do, like – Sometimes he'll wear batting gloves. Sometimes he won't. He sometimes he'll wear one. Yeah. He changes his stance. He changes his stride. Like, he's Bryce Harper. He's going to do whatever he wants to do. He'll be yeah. great regardless. So. Yeah, exactly. And before we move on from the Bryce Harper carrying and everything, mm-hmm. something came out today that he – is willing to stay at first base if it means it's better for the team. Yeah. Now, we all want Harper back in the outfield. His arm, 
his his fielding will take, and the fact that he said he's willing to tells me he wants to be in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Now I know everybody is, including myself, is concerned because of his elbow, and they don't want to make it worse. And obviously, I seriously doubt he'll ever play outfield this season. Agreed. Potentially not even to start next season. But that could just be me being a little paranoid. I mean. I agree. I I think it's very clear he loves playing the outfield. And um, I think may, perhaps one of the reasons why he did this first base thing, I mean, it's because, again, he signed such a long contract with the Phillies. He will be playing into his 40s, and it's happened before where players like that um, will switch positions and be that allows them to play longer. Yeah. He's still so young. I think he wants to do his original position for as long as possible. But, yeah, maybe when he's in his late 30s, going into early 40s, like, sure, he can then more easily make the transition to first base. So that's how I see it going. Yeah. I mean, Ryan Zimmerman went from third base to first base to lengthen his career for the Nationals. So mm-hmm. that, that was the original one that came to my mind because, I mean, you know, growing up in D.C. But yeah. I just – with Bryce, I he's the last one I'll tell – I'll criticize for doing literally anything other than shaving his head which he did last year or two years ago, and I wasn't a fan of. (laughs) But other than that, obviously, like, he has two MVPs. He has silver sluggers. He had, like, dude signed a $330 million contract. He knows what he's doing. Um, I'm not going to criticize a thing he does. Yeah. And then finally, shout out to Julia on Twitter. She, She was like, she goes, nah, that's Rice Barper. <laughs> yeah, there were a ton of those. I think the MLB TikTok account said Rice Harper, saying it was his brother or something. <laughs> the The jokes were amazing, and it was it was weird. He looks completely different shaped. Yeah, like he looks like. I. I it sounds. It's gonna sound. Fair warning, it's going to sound really stupid when I first say this. Because, obviously. But hear it out for two seconds. He looks like an older version of his rookie self. Which, obviously, that's that's what happens. He doesn't. He's not going to change like that. But with a full-on beard and the way his hair is at this moment in time, when he shaved off that beard, that looked exactly like rookie Bryce Harper. I mean, that makes complete sense. And then clearly, but a little bit older because he yeah, has obviously. aged. <laughs> yeah, about 11 years. Which yeah. Bryce Harper was 19. I know. Like, I, I know we were probably going to have Panther come in at 19 this year, but that's just ridiculous to think about. It is. He's only 30, and he has 11 years in the league. Like, 
it stuff like that is, is just crazy and sometimes I forget that that's not normal because I see Stott and Bob's ages and how young they are. The Phillies have a couple guys. Castellanos just is 30, I believe, and he just got 10 years also. I think Schwarber, maybe Wheeler, like guys like that too. It's just. But again, Schwarber was also sent down. Yeah. So I don't think he, the 10 years count. count. Maybe on the, he was on the 40 man when he got, I'm pretty sure he was on the 40 man when he got sent down by the Cubs. Regardless, like starting in your, starting when you're 19, 20 versus 24, 25, like that's a big difference. Oh yeah. And to put it into like real person perspective, if I was Bryce Harper, I'd be in the league six years ago working on how I'm going to, I'd be, Bryce Harper was, I'm pretty sure my age when he won the MVP in 2015. That's crazy to think about. It blows my mind. And I, I know professional sports is for people my age. Like playing it is for people like our age, a little like a little younger, but it's just I can't get over how much it like putting it into perspective is just crazy. Now we the next week. Yeah. It's big. <sighs> it's very stressful. I am not a fan. So let's get into it. Yeah. So this coming week, starting tomorrow, going on into the 10th. So Sunday, this weekend series is Miami. We have Sanchez, Nola, and Ranger. And then the Marlins have Perez, Kudo, and they don't have anybody listed for Sunday's game yet. Alcantara's uh, injured. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that could have been his start because I know we were supposed to face him this weekend, but we're not anymore. Mm-hmm. Which takes away the automatic win we get. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, normally people are scared to face Alcantara, but not we so. play him well. Yeah, we play him well. So, scary. <sighs> And, uh, and then here's the scary one. Mm-hmm. We have a four-game series against the Braves. One is a doubleheader, which is on Monday. At, at least it's at home. Yeah, but it's it's the Braves. And... Yeah, but they were, you know, they were, I mean, not as good. They were still, they were a very good team last year. Yeah, fair. But it's, uh, I do, I'm not looking forward to this week in baseball at all. Uh, so to start that series, doubleheader, it's Walker, then Lorenzen, which is fantastic. And then Wheeler on Tuesday and Sanchez on Wednesday. And the Braves do not have anybody listed for Monday nights, but they have Strider for the day game. So that's awesome. Love that for us. 
And then Tuesday is Freed and Wednesday is Elder. Okay. I and then Thursday we're back here. We'll see. We're not screaming into our mics. I, oh man, just split the series with the Braves. That's all I ask. Yeah, I agree with that. Please. I I don't know how to feel about Miami. Uh, Miami plays as well. I could see them losing two of those. Obviously, I hope that's not the case, but. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, like I just, especially after this past week. As usual, we need to hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. That's our staple. And I think that's going to be the title of, of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we might have another episode without title. We have to check. I, well, I think we we might, but yeah. that's that's just how we go. That's that's our motto. And Yeah, it can be 2.0. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely could. Uh, and just... I I could see us losing two to Miami. And I see us winning the Ranger start. But Sanchez, we don't typically give him run support. Right. Like doesn't I... matter who it is. I could pitch for the Marlins <laughs> and shut the Phillies down. Which is a shame because Sanchez has been solid. Oh, yeah. And people are just – the people that look at the win-loss record don't look at the context. Right. And I can't blame them because right now you, you look at it and you're like, oh, my God, he's awful. But then you look at the context and you see that he's only allowed a few runs per game against teams where we really should be scoring – three, four, five runs on him at least. Yes. Most of the time. There's exceptions to everything. and Of course. Yeah. But he has consistently pitched very well through, you know, I don't know, at least, you know pretty, not like very deep, but deep enough. In yeah. Yeah, he's gone five, six innings pretty mm-hmm. consistently. Yeah. And that's really all you can ask for. I, I, from a, a bullpen game, yeah, I'll take that any day of the week. Agreed. And for the postseason, that is invaluable. Mm-hmm. Just imagining Lorenzen, who will be coming out of the pen, and right. most likely soon to get him ready. I I could see that. I think I heard Michael Barkan and I believe Ricky Bo say that on the pregame show. I could be wrong. I heard it somewhere, and I'm pretty sure I remember hearing Michael Barkan's voice. But him... Lorenzen, if you noticed, has usually the past couple starts had solid beginnings of games mm-hmm. and then just collapses like this past one. So, and what people don't realize is he's never pitched this many innings. Right. He just became a starting pitcher this season. Yeah. So, we basically got him to give our starting rotation a little bit of a rest to get into the postseason. 
Yeah. So now that they're kind of getting amped up for the postseason a little bit more and Wheeler not liking the six men rotation, <laughs> which I find hilarious. Wheeler is so funny when they ask his opinion on things. That was like in the um in spring training when they were My like, favorite. oh, the pitch clock. He was like, I hate, I hate it. it. I hate it. Like, and I was like, wow, he really, the way Wheeler said it, he really did not like it. He doesn't and sugarcoat things. No, I respect it. I mean, me too. I don't want somebody who's going to be like, yeah, you know, it's not my favorite thing, but we've got to get used to it. I want to, I want, if you don't like it, I want to hear you say you don't like it. Yeah. You're a player. You're allowed to say it. Well, that's the thing. And like, again, these, these players, they, for the most part, they'll get like training on how, how to yeah. answer a question with not really, without really answering it, things like yeah. that. But I, I'm with you. I, I appreciate when they're just honest. Yeah, me too. And that's why, like, that one interview with with Harper is just the most real I've seen him. So, I always, like, that's why I always like when, you know, when Schwarber gets mad when he hits a pop fly, he'll say, one time he said, are you effing kidding me? Which <laughs> I cried laughing. Um I call them swear bombs because why not? Oh, yeah. Swear bombs is way better than – I'm not even going to say what Ben Davis always says. It's not, we're not going to make that happen. I forget. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, but then when he swears, I call it a swear bomb. <laughs> swear bomb. <laughs> See, um, that's funny. I thought so. So it's, it's things like that. And that's why I think I, I – think that's why I love this Phillies team because – once we got Thompson in, uh, once we made the postseason, all the cameras were on these guys. You saw how psychotic all these guys were. Yeah, they're they're free to be themselves. They're hilarious little psychos, and I love them. It was very clear that Joe Girardi did not like, because again, being a super traditional baseball Yankee manager, type. Yeah, he hated right Yankees again. They don't have their names on their jerseys. They can't have facial hair, and I, you know, he hate. He seemed to really hate when they when anyone showed emotion, so or like letting them play loud music in the clubhouse. Like, what's the big deal? And now they have a fog machine and basically have a rave every game. <laughs> they're <laughs> lunatics. They are all psychos, and they're hilarious. Yeah. I mean. That's like that's I, I know Topper makes mistakes. Every manager does, and I know he makes a ton. Yeah. He makes questionable choices. Of course. And you can debate pulling Wheeler in the World Series all you want. I say he shouldn't have done it because the yeah. Astros were mashing Alvarado all I World agree. Series. I agree. So you can debate those things. But what he brings as a just a person that they have to listen to and confide in and deal with every single day. What he brings to that team, he lets them be the little weirdo psychos that they are. And they wear t-shirts with him on it. Like they never saw that with Kapler, never saw that with um Girardi. Yeah. I don't even did you I see mean, the Charlie Manual? 
I don't think they went as far as t-shirts. No, no. I mean, we, we love Charlie Manuel. That's, that's a different thing. I was just, I don't remember if we did or not, but yeah. When I, I always say this, when Topper be officially became our manager and that two year extension, every single player went crazy. And I haven't mentioned this before, but I always notice this, especially on Instagram. If you follow Bryson Sott, Brandon Marsh, um, any of the pitchers, like they'll always repost the Phillies posts, especially the ones like celebrating each other and their successes. And I mean, of course, I follow more Phillies players than other teams, but it's just that's unique. They don't have to do that. And they do it like an hour pretty soon after the game. Like, let's say Stott had a great game and then I'll see it on Marsh's story like an hour later. It's yeah. The way they love and support each other. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you can have all this skill in the world, but if you don't have that chemistry, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Look at the Padres. Yeah. Look at the Mets. I was going to say, you could have the highest payroll. Yeah, look at the Yankees. I mean, I know they're on a five-game win streak right now, potentially going on six. Uh, No, (laughs) Uh, that's going to end tonight. (laughs) They're losing 8-3. But, yeah, that's that's ending tonight. But the highest three payrolls in baseball have the worst chemistry in baseball. Mm Mm-hmm. Other than the athletics. I don't even know if the athletics – I don't see much of the athletics, so I can't really speak on that. But, like, everybody's questioning how is this team so bad with all these stars. Chemistry. hmm And I'm not blaming Machado or anything like that, but there is something in that clubhouse. You should not be – out of a what you should be leading that division. You should be better than the Dodgers. They're all healthy too. There's really no excuse. Yeah, they're all healthy. You should be. People had you potent. I had you potentially winning the division this year. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is the Padres year to do it. They have Soto. They have they have an, a full year with Soto. Yeah. Like, there's no reason they have Machado, Soto, Blake Snell is having a good year. Mm-hmm. Um. They have Tatis back, and yeah. I don't. I'm not going to say Tatis is a locker room issue. I don't think he is. I don't think it's a locker room issue. I just think it's. I don't know what it is, but I I don't think it's something's off. Something's off. Vibes. It's it's not something you see with us. Exactly. Or other, you know, contending teams. Look at the Orioles. Exactly. They're also psychos like the Phillies. So, I mean, <laughs> it's you got to have the right chemistry to do anything. And that's why, you know, when I see people pushing for a, another star, we have enough. I've said it before. I don't I do not want another superstar. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with Soto. I, I without having Soto. I I understand his skill set. I understand how young he is and all of this. And I know Bryce said he's willing to play first if it is for the betterment of the team, but I want him in the outfield. I want Reese back and playing first base. 
And I know you feel the same way. We all know how I feel. Yeah. So that's that's clubhouse. Like if we if we were to lose Reese, that's huge on our clubhouse. Mm-hmm. That people you're like, you oh, you, you can replace Reese. Yeah, you theoretically can. You can also replace Bryce Harper. Right. Shohei Otani, I'm taking. Like, there's, play, like, you don't have to have the best guys or whatever, but you got to have that clubhouse. And okay. Reese is that guy. And someone like Garrett Stubbs, he'll catch maybe uh, around once a week. Mm-hmm. Right, he doesn't see much playing time, but the impact that he has—he's the number one psycho. <laughs> he, yeah, he's the chief vibes officer yeah. of the team, and he's perfectly okay with that. And that's mm-hmm. you need people like that. And exactly. And I mean, I know we we talked to his dad, and his dad's hilarious, and you know, very clearly is Garrett's father, and it's amazing. <laughs> I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah. Like, who, what other player do you have that's going to have a backup catcher that's selling shirts and jerseys? Right. There's a reason. Because he's just, he's a puzzle piece to the psycho puzzle that they have. And that's why I really do believe in the team. They, they're going to make terrible mistakes. And sometimes the pitching falls apart. Sometimes the offense is ice cold. But at the end of the day, their clubhouse is very strong. Yeah. There's nobody who's a cancer in the clubhouse or anything. And they they traveled wearing matching overalls. Like, they don't care what anyone else thinks. They love each other and they have fun together. Yeah. And that's invaluable. You don't get that. And I can only credit. Middleton and Dombrowski for yeah. all of it. And because none of this happens without getting Harper. Exactly. I have said this time and time again. Bryce Harper catapulted this team at least a decade. Mm-hmm. At least. Because we wouldn't have gotten McCutcheon. We probably wouldn't have traded for JT. Mm-hmm. Like we did these things to pretty much attract Bryce and show him that we're serious. Yeah. Then we started just bringing all his friends on the team. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just waiting for Harper's next favorite player. Mm-hmm. This, you can just bet on him becoming a Philly every time. Pretty much. Because, I mean, you heard Harper say sign him in 2020 when we were re-signing JT. Yeah. And... He said Trey Turner's his favorite player. So, yeah, it's it's hilarious, and I love it. I love it, too. Wouldn't have it any other way. No, absolutely not. Now, before we get to the announcement, oh, I guess we did preview. I, I don't like this coming week at all. Yeah, the preview of this week is that it's scary. <laughs> it's, you know, everyone who's able to go – be very loud as usual. Get in their heads. We know it works. So just do the Strider chant and DOI chant for please, us. Please, please. Yeah. We support it. Uh, send pictures and videos and everything and just go give them all that, all those vibes. Yeah. Make them feel like it's a postseason. Absolutely. Which you've already, we've already done, you know, all season long with 
all the sellouts and everything, but I know it'll be. My watch would be going off with the with the loud environment alerts. <laughs> Absolutely. And I can't wait to be back for that. Yeah. Now, for the announcement. Exciting. You do the honors. We have been granted credentials for the Iron Pigs. Yes, we have. And I feel like it's a very unique aspect to our Phillies podcast. Now, this is pretty last minute on getting these. So it's only going to be for the last homestand. And you and Haley are both ironically busy that weekend. (laughs) Uh, And fortunately, that's one of the weekends I am free. It piggybacks off of me going to Miami. Oh, pun intended. Piggyback. Yeah, that's ironic. Uh, (laughs) That wasn't even intentional. I know. (laughs) Uh, But I'll be flying to Miami, and then the day later I'm coming back, and then I'm going up to Lehigh Valley to cover the games. So just a couple because busy last minute. Can't really do much. So it's going to be a pretty unique thing to our podcast. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I have a very good reason for not going. You do. I will be, you do. I will be in Houston um, at the Beyonce concert. So didn't you go to two in DC? Uh huh. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so please spread Philly's propaganda for me. Oh. Please. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you, you know the drill. I do. I know the drill. <laughs> um, I'll trust. I got it. I got it. And I'm so bummed I won't be able to be with you, but it's, it's an amazing opportunity and you're going to get all the content and things and just always keep following us because we'll be posting it. Yeah. I am excited to see what kind of content we can get for interviews. Not for the podcast, but like clubhouse interviews. Yeah. Um, This is just another thing that wouldn't have happened without everybody. I completely agree. I know I appreciate everybody. I know you appreciate everybody. Obviously, Haley appreciates everybody's support. Like, it's, it's really crazy and wouldn't be nearly possible without everybody listening. So it's kind of cool. It is cool. And you're right. It's neat. It is unique. While our primary focus is talking about the Phillies, the Iron Pigs are a major part of that. And, mm-hmm. you know, this, the guests we've had, obviously many of them have either played on the pigs or worked there. On the or, pigs. Yeah. Uh, so the, the AAA team and the Phillies are very, intertwined and we've talked about that and it's like it's a part of the same ecosystem mm-hmm. so it's gonna be yeah, really great yeah prospects are important too you never know who mm-hmm. get, who can get called up exactly so it's it's something that will be really cool for us to do and then next for next season too we'll get into that too so be a little interesting thing we have for us Yes, I will be there next season. Yeah, exactly. And I'll bring, uh, yeah, I'll bring the little man, my nephew, and 
it'll be great be awesome can you imagine like <laughs> i know be awesome for him uh but you want to send us off to yeah so that was our episode for this week uh, as always thank you so much for tuning in supporting us and even during football season yeah exactly um throwing a go birds go birds and yeah Boo go chiefs. birds go phils yeah boo chiefs <laughs> and we'll be back with you again live next thursday yes because that it will be an off day as well and we're getting into the end of the regular season people yeah we are it's pretty stressful but oh my god the dodgers are up 10 nothing all right. Jeez. Oh, check on the other game. Yeah, the, the Diamondbacks are up 3-1. Okay. Well, hope, so hopefully, yeah, that continues to be in our favor, too. And we'll just, again, we'll see you next week. We'll see how we're feeling. So thanks again, and we'll we'll end there. Yes, hopefully we're not getting into our microphones next week. Yes. All right. Shout out, you guys, and check out the merch. Get your merch. Merch. All right. Bye. See you. <laughs>